Welcome to Episode 3 of Tangible Tech. I'm Steve Sandy, the guy who runs Apple World Today at appleworld.today, and who also writes a lot about uh, tech topics for a variety of audiences. Today, we're going to get a jump on Shark Week, which actually starts on July 22nd on the Discovery Channel. And the shark I'm talking about only has one fin, doesn't live in the ocean, and it's showing up all over the place. Yep, my topic today, and uh, of course this is hands-on technology, is the ubiquitous shark fin antenna that you are starting to see on most modern cars. Now, car antennas used to be pretty dull stuff. You had a telescoping metal rod that came out of the hood of the car usually, sometimes the, the rear, and it picked up AM and FM radio stations. Now, those were a great target for juvenile delinquents when I was growing up, since they were uh, easy to snap off and then use to poke out the eyes of your friends. Uh, just kind of kidding there. Anyway, the fun thing was that you could attach something to the antenna. Uh, people used to do, uh, I hate to say this, raccoon tails. Uh, hopefully they were not real raccoons. Uh, fast food restaurants used to give out what were called tenna toppers. They were these little styrofoam balls that usually had a logo or a saying on them, and they went on the top of the antenna. Well, some manufacturers went the cheap route, and they just used a one-piece metal rod that was easier to replace. But the point was the same. It was a metal rod of a length that resonated at the frequencies of AM and FM radio transmissions, and it could be fed into a receiver where the signal was amplified and then blasted out of a lousy speaker in your car. Now, jump to about 10 years or so ago, and you started seeing some different types of shorter, non-retractable car antennas. Now, these were usually mounted on the top back of SUVs, and they were about maybe 8 inches long. Since they were mounted in more accessible locations, or inaccessible, I should say, uh, locations on the cars, it was more difficult for juvenile delinquents to break them off. Score one for the car manufacturers and car owners. They wouldn't have to you know, replace these things all the time because of the bratty kids. Well, looking closely at some of those, you could see that uh, there's usually a wire wrapped under the plastic covering on the antenna. And uh, altogether, this made up uh, what we usually call a quarter wave antenna. It could be much shorter, but it still had the same functionality of those long aerials. Now, pretty quickly, those antennas started being supplanted by shark fins. These little antennas are just about maybe an inch or two high. They're about an inch wide, and they're kind of shaped like a shark fin. So why the sudden change from standard car antennas, or, you know, retractable or not, to shark fins? Well, as you'd expect on a show that talks about technology, there are some real good reasons to move from those long, skinny probes that are stuck up in the air to a small nub on a car. Now, the first is that even a skinny metal probe creates a remarkable amount of aerodynamic drag when somebody is driving a car at freeway speeds. Now, with the push to get ever more efficient cars on the road, car manufacturers spend an inordinate amount of time fretting over the aerodynamics of cars, and something as commonplace as an antenna causes some serious issues. 
A writer on Reddit pointed out that wires are the reason that biplanes aren't built that often anymore, except for you know, the occasional uh, custom aircraft somebody's building. The struts and wires that you know, hold the wings to the fuselage cause tremendous, just absolutely amazing amounts of drag. A one-eighth inch wire in airflow has roughly the same total drag as a one-foot cord symmetrical wing of the same length. And cylinders, as opposed to airfoils, are extremely draggy. So a 30-inch long antenna on a car was much more likely to produce drag in a car and lower its fuel efficiency. Now, shark fins are very aerodynamic. They don't stick up into the airstream very far, and rather than a cylindrical shape, they have this low-drag airfoil cross-section. Now, the second reason that shark fin antennas are so popular right now is that most cars have added satellite radio and GPS to the standard AM-FM receiver. Now, oddly enough, if your car doesn't have satellite radio and GPS installed, it's likely that you don't even know where your antenna is. That's because car manufacturers put a metal strip in the rear window, along with the wires used to defrost rear windows, that act as uh, an AM-FM radio antenna. Now, other manufacturers are placing antennas in the spoilers of certain cars, once again to not only make them aerodynamic, but to also make them invisible. So a little bit more about antennas and antenna technology. Now, the AM radio band runs about 535 kilohertz to 1,705 kilohertz in North America, while FM radio is in the 87.9 to 107.9 megahertz range. Now, satellite radio is really crazy. It uses what they call S-band, which is between 2.31 and 2.36 gigahertz. Now, satellite radio antennas are omnidirectional, meaning that they don't have to be pointed in any particular direction. The much higher frequency range means that the wavelength of the S-band is much, much shorter, and that short wavelength also means that the antenna can be really tiny. Now, take a look at GPS receivers that are used in cars. They operate at dual frequencies of about 1.575 gigahertz and 1.227 gigahertz, right in that range. Once again, these are in the gigahertz range, and they don't require much of an antenna. In fact, most GPS receivers don't have visible antennas, And our smartphones, which also receive GPS and GLONASS, that's the Russian GPS, definitely don't have external antennas. So, what else can shark fins do? Well, if a car has a built-in cellular phone or data capability, then antenna can both send and receive signals. Now, they're also able to receive Wi-Fi and Bluetooth signals, making them extremely useful for automobile system firmware updates when you're near a Wi-Fi hotspot, and keyless entry systems, as well as remote start systems. So the last reason that shark fins are everywhere? Aesthetics. They just look a heck of a lot better on a car than some metal rod sticking out into the air. Now, there are a number of manufacturers that build shark fin antennas for car manufacturers, but one of the largest and most well-known is a company by the name of Laird. They have design centers in the U.S., Germany, and China, and they actually produce shark fins in uh, Germany and China. 
So now you know everything that you've probably ever wanted to know about those shark fin antennas. And trust me, if you start looking around, you're going to see them on a lot of cars. So go out into the world and share that newfound knowledge with all your friends, co-workers, and even strangers on the street. And be sure to tell them to listen to the Tangible Tech Podcast. Now, just a little bit of feedback about the podcast before we end it all today. There is good news. Tangible Tech is now available on just about every podcast channel out there. As of last count, we were on 10 different platforms. Anchor at anchor.fm, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, CastBox, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Podbean, Radio Public, and Stitcher. That's a whole lot of goodness there. Well, you can also ask Siri or HomePod to play the podcast by just saying, Hey Siri, play the podcast Tangible Tech. And soon you should be able to do the same on Google Home. If you've got uh, Apple CarPlay or Android Auto in your car, download the Anchor app uh, that actually works with CarPlay, and you can listen to Tangible Tech while you drive. Now, we also listen to your feedback. Uh, Several of you rightfully complained about the quality and level of the audio in the last episode, and it's my fault. I tried to do the entire show from an iPad without using an external uh, microphone, and I really won't do that again. Well, unless maybe I'm on a cruise ship somewhere and I don't have a choice. But it takes just a little bit more work to make a podcast go from sounding horrible to sounding great. So I'll take that time from now on. One final, final note. If you've got a question about technology that you'd love to have researched and answered on Tangible Tech, please use the Anchor Feedback line to leave a voice response. And hey, we may actually use your your voice on our uh, next podcast. Thanks for listening to Tangible Tech. I'm Steve Sandy. We'll see you next time.